You can learn a lot from studying the structure and dynamics of planetary magnetospheres. At least some of us can, like Dr. Michelle Thompson, senior scientist at the Planetary Science Institute. She's a longtime federal scientist and recently won a major award from the National Academies of Science, one of three we're interviewing this week. She joins me now from her station at Los Alamos National Laboratory. Dr. Thompson, good to have you on. Thank you. Nice to be here. Tell us about your work. What is it that you do specifically right now for the PSI? Are you studying planetary magnetospheres? And if so, what are they? I am studying planetary magnetospheres. Um, A magnetosphere is a bubble around a planet uh, that's formed by the uh, magnetic field, the intrinsic magnetic field of the planet. Uh, It is a bubble that fends off the solar wind, plasma that blows outward from the sun continually and uh, has a hard time penetrating inside the, the magnetic bubble around the planet. But some of it does get in and there, uh, there's other materials that come from the planet itself and from moons that orbit around and rings that orbit around and various other sources of plasma in the environment of the planet. And there's some really interesting physical processes that go on. Um, in particular, the the passage of the solar wind past that bubble can trigger some um, dynamical processes inside the magnetosphere that can lead to very energetic particle acceleration, radiation belt production, and that can have, at the Earth at least, that can have um, practical implications for our various assets in space. So there's something to be learned by, say, studying the magnetosphere of Saturn or Jupiter can relate to what goes on in our own atmosphere? Yeah, because what we see are similar processes, but we get more insight into their relative importance under different conditions. So Saturn has a a very different sort of planetary setup. It's a lot bigger. It rotates a lot faster, uh, stronger magnetic field than the Earth. So we can see similar processes that we see at the Earth, but going on at Saturn, but we can see how they depend on the different intrinsic properties of the planet. What are the means by which you study magnetospheres? What kinds of instrumentation and facilities are required? Well, there are uh, the capabilities, some remote sensing capabilities. Some of the big uh, telescopes, Earth-based telescopes, and some of the uh, Earth-orbiting very large telescopes can get remote observations. Um, but primarily, you need to be there and to be there in person with instrumentation. And so spacecraft that are generally funded by NASA that go to visit these places. And so we're pretty familiar with the, the planetary program. We know a lot about um, satellites that go to Mars, but in particular, the Cassini satellite at Saturn is the one that I've been working the most on, the data from that. So there are numerous instruments that are flown on those satellites that can measure the in-situ properties of the magnetosphere, the magnetic field, the uh, charged particle environment, uh, waves that that are made in the magnetosphere. Um, They can do um, observations of the aurora from very close up. They can see currents that are flowing, electrical currents that are flowing in the magnetosphere. So all of these sorts of things can be measured by different instruments that are flown on these spacecraft that that we send to the different planets. Sure. And before working at the Planetary Science Institute, you were at Los Alamos National Laboratories for many years. How would you describe the arc of your career in terms of the types of science that you've been doing? Well, I originally started out 
doing my thesis work at the University of Iowa, looking at data from Pioneer 10 and 11 satellites that were flown to Jupiter and Saturn. And when I came to Los Alamos, then I began to work on the two spacecraft NASA mission called ICE, I-S-E-E, looking at phenomena in the neighborhood of the Earth's magnetosphere, very interesting and very revolutionary observations, very high time resolution, close-up pictures of the bow shock, things like that. Um, and then uh, we began flying, um, a, the laboratory began flying a series of plasma analyzers on spacecraft at geosynchronous orbit. And so I became involved in looking at those data, and that led me to uh, study the internal dynamics of the Earth's magnetosphere and how the solar wind drives the the various phenomena that we see there. Um, and then we became um, uh, we were selected to fly an instrument on the Cassini spacecraft to Saturn, and that's where I've been spending most of the last 15 years of my life. We're speaking with Dr. Michelle Thompson, senior scientist at the Planetary Science Institute. And I guess the question is, how did you get into science and the interest as a career in the first place? Well, I've always been really interested in science and math. And I thought at one time that I wanted to be a chemist. But then I discovered physics and I discovered that the physics labs smelled a lot better than the chemistry labs. So then I never went back to chemistry. Nobody ever told me I couldn't. I think maybe that's maybe that's the clue is that nobody told me that I couldn't do science as a girl. So I did. And it's been great. I love it. And the award you got from the National Academies of Science, what did they cite? What is this specifically for? The award itself is for research in solar physics or solar terrestrial relations. And I believe that it was primarily awarded for work that I did studying the Earth's bow shock and for studying the the way the solar wind drives the Earth's magnetosphere, which we viewed from the vantage point of geosynchronous orbit inside the magnetosphere. It sounds like as we study the effects of what happens down on Earth, there's a lot more inputs and maybe a lot more variables than simply the production of carbon dioxide is what I'm sensing from the type of work you've been doing. What we're interested in is well above the layers of the atmosphere, the neutral layers of the atmosphere. We're interested in the um, the ionosphere, the ionized upper atmosphere of the Earth, and then well out um, several Earth radii, tens of Earth radii, out beyond the Earth into this magnetic bubble known as the magnetosphere. So those are processes that are really driven by um, the fact that the material is largely ionized. The, they're particles, the atoms have been broken apart into their charged nuclei and free, free, the electrons have been freed from them. And so they're, the particles are all electrically charged. That makes them a plasma. And they respond very differently um, than neutral gases that we're more familiar with from the surface of the Earth. So a lot, a lot of the things that go on depend on electric and magnetic fields that would have no influence whatsoever on neutral gases. So it's, it's a completely different environment, and it's well above the neutral atmosphere that we're familiar with. Going along with this prize, there's a considerable chunk of cash. What are your plans for that? Well, 
part of it is designated for research at the institution of my choice that will probably come here to Los Alamos National Laboratory. Uh, by the way, I'm a visiting scientist here. I work remotely for Planetary Science Institute, but I'm a visiting scientist at Los Alamos, so that's where my office is. Um, but so that that fraction will come here to support um, visits by outside investigators to discuss potential collaborations, new mission concepts, uh, new ways of working together with laboratory scientists. The discretionary part will probably go to help support travel for young people living outside the U.S., travel to attend meetings, scientific meetings in the U.S., so that there's, again, there's that communication between young people just getting started in, in other countries. And then there is a fund at the University of Colorado that was actually endowed by my colleague and dear friend Jack Gosling, who received this award actually in 2013, but he unfortunately died last year. But I'd like to commit some of that money to that as well, to that fund. Dr. Michelle Thompson is a senior scientist at the Planetary Science Institute and visiting scientist at Los Alamos National Laboratories. Thanks so much for joining me. It was my pleasure. Thank you. We'll post a link to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Become a nutritionist at University of Bridgeport. Our master's degree in nutrition is offered fully online and can be completed in as few as 23 months. Begin a career advocating for healthier lifestyles. Visit bridgeport.edu slash nutrition to learn more. Apply today.